the uh, code hands. I'm like, yeah, fuck that guy. Welcome to Game of Nodes, a weekly podcast on the cosmos from independent validator teams. Hello, welcome to Game of Nodes, a weekly podcast on the cosmos from independent validator teams. And uh, we got rugged again. We we actually, so Schultz, arranged a guest, got it squared away, um, and we got rugged. So uh, I don't know, is that now happening next week? I got fucking rugged. <laughs> you're aware of how this podcast works right yeah it was, uh, it was pretty rude though and this fucking that was a bait that was a bait we we, we never baited before that was a total bait <laughs> so, <laughs> all i can say is would you die by this wait hang on a minute okay that has, has other implications but um <laughs> all i could hear was uh what was that what was that movie with the uh when the guy goes ahead in time and everybody's stupid you baiting idiocracy idiocracy <laughs> that was a bait you baiting so um i had master baiting yeah there you go master <laughs> yeah. um, everybody's caught up yeah that's exactly what we're talking okay about. we're all caught up so uh hey so i i i, I go to a conference in in amsterdam uh next week so i may may or may not be on the podo um but f- uh I, I i had a message from from a a friend a friend of all of us, a validator team, the artifact guys are literally getting a fucking houseboat in Amsterdam. Yeah. I was like, John oh does God, the craziest shit. That's, that's, <laughs> baller. that's so fucking cool. Um, and I had, I, I don't know, maybe they, maybe they found like the, the sickest deal on a houseboat, but I was like, oh, that's a really baller idea. Had like a two second look and was just like, shit. So not with these cosmos prices, like he, <laughs> a houseboat more like a fucking before like a rowboat maybe just like a sleeping bag it's an aptos fucking houseboat bro <laughs> it's it's john knows how to reward himself he does yeah uh his it's, he, 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 he works hard and then balls hard at fucking <laughs> conferences <laughs> Well, I guess you guys, you guys know because you've you've done the you've done the artifact cosmo, uh, com, cosmos the artifact conference experience where I I'm yet to ride that roller coaster. So, so you're not yeah, staying no. at the houseboat? Is that what you're saying? I'm not staying at the houseboat. Um, no, not oh, with no. the uh, the party boat is probably incompatible with the very small human that needs shepherding. Oh, you're bringing the whole family. Oh, are you taking the bean? Yeah, it, like the so logistics. It's just like the fact that it's a long, like the with the, the the thing that I need to go for, plus the actual conference itself. It's being away for five days. There's a train strike at this end, so once you add on the Eurostar each end, I'm away for seven <laughs> days. And it's just like, it, seems, it seems super unfair to be away for seven days and do absolutely no anything like not even be around in the morning or or anything like i don't know it just seemed really lame so it's just like look i will uh, you know i'm gonna ca- i'm gonna carry carry the wee one across on the train system and um take a take a travel cop make a make a bit of an adventure of it It'll be all good that's is it you your like, first what? is it your first trip as a yeah. threesome yeah yeah uh, oh no set well, second we obviously did uh did some did a charity bike ride up in the lake district mm. beginning of may um so we had to go up there yeah you know um that oh, was the very funny on the bike ride what's that 
the full crew came for the bike ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a it's a big, big charity event. It's called the Fred Witten. Um, and says so like I think it's two thousand five hundred people ride it every year, something like that. Um, and then there's obviously a lot of people who come to the finish and like like it's a it's a really big deal in the lakes, like because it's it's basically a memory of this guy who died, um, who was one of the organizers of the Lakes Road Road Club cycling uh racing calendar, sorry. Um, he died very young of cancer. So they arranged a very, very hard course in his memory but like literally you will cycle through some tiny little town 6 a.m in the morning and there will be like a you know an old lady outside her house with a cowbell being like like along yeah as like as like a a thousand cyclists cycle past like they're like good effort good effort and you're like Mm -hmm. it's 6 a.m why are you up why are you up it's like a sunday morning like go back to bed enjoy your life i don't know why we're up they Um, probably had note alerts Fucking page of duty going off. Maybe maybe that's who like node reel or somebody really is. It was that um was that old lady at that little cottage. She's got yeah. the data center in her in her shed. <laughs> uh, that's how it works, I hear. Um uh yeah, so so I guess it's like a big event, there's loads of people there and had the had the little mini ear defenders because there was yeah. like a like some, there's like a cover band like i think last year there was like an elvis impersonator this year it's kind of like i think it was like a strokes cover band or something like that <laughs> and it was like it's it's so like it's so like rural like it's like you, know, insult you, to the strokes. A, you go to a rural place there's like a dire straits cover band or something and you're like mm, yeah we're in the countryside mm-hmm. now when you say ear defender are you talking about like some wee, wee little earmuffs yeah yeah, yeah. Because oh. there is a quite sensitive like uh, at that at that age apparently. So I would have not even. Oh yeah. I, I had no idea this was a thing. But apparently, if you like, you take a wee one to like a concert or like yeah, something do like that. that, or like a super big <laughs> event with like thousands of people making loads of noise, um, you have to put put little defenders on them, and they you get this comedy tiny little ones that have to kind of. Yeah, it's like too much. It's very funny. It looks yeah. very funny. I'll say that, but then because they're also so small, but they've they've got to that age where they recognise you and they're excited to see you. So you just see this tiny human with this big headband, these massive things inside of his head, just go like, mm-hmm. like that startled look when they're like, "I recognise you," and you're like, "I'm back." Yeah, been suffering for nine hours, but I'm back. Um, so anyway, what's been happening this week? That'd be cool. Week in Amsterdam. Yeah, it'd be fun. Uh, yeah, it'll be. I, I mean, I kind of just want to see. Like I feel like there are people who are much better at networking and business. Yes, there are. There are. All right. Yeah. Okay. Ha ha. Uh-huh. No, no. Like, I mean, from you, of like all of us. But yes, I agree. Well, well sure. But but I feel like artifact Art particularly. Good. Yep. Yeah. And I want to what kind of learn. The, the, the free, what, what is the what is the conference that you're going to? It's like a big fintech conference. It's called Money 2020. Money 2020. Money. Yeah. I've heard of that um, stuff. Would you believe it? Uh, because it has like I think an open visitor book or something for other attendees. The number of fucking server uh, type companies that have uh, since got in touch since I got a pass, they were just like, "Hey, Wait, what do you mean server type companies? Like a uh, like you know, like hosting hosters? companies, like data center oh, really? providers, right? You know, build custom racks for you, that that kind of stuff, like." all of the ver- all of the various tiers of i want to build a data center um from like you know yeah. the actual you know we'll manage it for you too we'll actually assemble um blades for you 
Mm-hmm. Um, quite a lot of people were like, which is weird because I, we didn't really describe what we do as a company in the most honest terms. <laughs> so, yeah, doesn't, doesn't matter. Uh, Hetzner awkwardly absent from the conference. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't. We don't want Mister Mister Hetz, Mister H Hetzner, uh, finding out. Big H, <laughs> big H. Yeah, he's like walking around the conference H. making notes. Needle cast. He's like, busted. Hundred percent. They're getting busted. Dodgy cunts everywhere here. Are fucking. <laughs> They go to their client list and this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, scratch those guys off. Yeah, Money I think twenty twenty. Yeah, there's some. Uh, it's like it's a it's a very weird looking conference. Let let me be honest. So there's a couple. Basically, there's a couple of side events. Um, plus, obviously, seeing the the OGs, the legends mm-hmm. that are the artifact folks. Um, but it's I just have a feeling it's going to be a very weird conference compared to like I think the last one I went to was was Gateway last year, which couldn't really be more different. It's like a small niche Cosmos conference. <laughs> um, I'm I'm sorry, Frey. Did you purchase a standard pass for this Money 2020? Oh no, no. That's what you were saying earlier. Heat three thousand six hundred ninety five euros. I know, right? It's outrageous fucking but like conferences are expensive dude but you know like even i i can't remember if it was this one but it was another one where i again i was like talking about like holy shit this shit is expensive like uh, and obviously it, I, it was one last year there was like a maybe it was token 2049 or something like that where i was just like man who's gonna pay like whatever the number was three thousand dollars to go to yeah. a conference and an artifact was like if you can't if you can't make back three thousand dollars in new business from a conference, what are you doing? And I was like, Artifact, I cannot make back three thousand dollars in new business from a conference. <laughs> John's then, like, hold my beer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was like like the, you know, the John Travolta meme of the like that was kind of his reaction. He was like, There's all these rooms full of people that you could make money off. What well, is you? John's fun to watch because he'll just go through and just chronologically go to every single person in a room and then go to the next room and hit every single person Dude. in the room and then go to the next room and hit every single person in it, the room. It takes a special type of somebody to go kiss 1,000 frogs. It really does. Like, and that like is- that's a compliment because that's what it is. Like, you just have conversations about anybody with anything just to see. And then every, every 1,000, you meet somebody who's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm the CEO of giant big balls capital and i'm looking for a validator to run my 200 million dollar thing and nobody's talking to me and then you're like oh yeah yeah 999 was, frogs like, later you get to another one of those sounds like yeah. you're more of a johnny small balls yeah exactly. <laughs> no, but that's like but that's how it happens i mean that literally that is you have to kiss a thousand frogs to find it right and well it takes a lot of energy to do that yeah i was i was kind of being like well no but what is it and and yeah you're saying that yeah you just need to talk to a lot of people and i was like you do yeah yeah but, it, and a lot of those paths go nowhere. You might spend money with them. You might, right? You might provide them with something X, Y, or Z, or projects turn to nothing. Or like it's kind of, but you really have to. It's and it's really it's mentally exhausting. Yeah, it's really mentally yeah. exhausting. So, so we got so much yawping in me. I think is the the uh, fray. How how did you get in here? You uh, sneaking in the back door, or did you get like some sort of free pass action? Let's let's just say that the <laughs> vetting process that you have to go through to get any kind of fucking discount under any of the discount categories is ridiculously, ridiculously th- thorough to a point that I, if I had known, I probably wouldn't have bothered. But I was damned if I wasn't going to get 
the super cheap pass. Um, <laughs> once, once, once I actually had to start providing evidence, I was like, right, this is now a game. The great thing about us as a company is like, we are diversified. We are a cult, we are a consultancy that do a number of things, and we work in and out of Web three, and we have like other projects that that are just not relevant to this podcast at all. And so, like, essentially, there's we do just enough random crap that if you really big up any one of these tiny little things we've done over the last two years, you can kind of make up anything if you just really commit to it. And it's like that kind of thing <laughs> where you kind of go like, well, this project is really like, you know, it was a great project for us and it's now our focus going forward or something like that. And people are like, that was a four week project one and a half years ago. And you're like, yeah, but we feel like as a business, that is the area we want to develop. Really, <laughs> really leaning on that. Hang on, day you need to show us some, some evidence <laughs> that you are actually developing this area of your business. How many people even work for you? And you're like, right, okay, it's time to really lose count. I, I lose count, I lose count. Of people I lose in the count. UK or global. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, look, you're you're asking a big dog to count how many of the Jimmy Smallballs are in the building, and I I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. Maybe go look at our Wikipedia page. It might have like some indicative numbers of our head office capacity or something. Like because uh, there is no building. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there is no building. Um, that actually was a thing that recently happened on a contract was. I asked how many people, sorry, I was like, a totally different question, but how, how many people actually work for the company as a total? Because I'm really struggling to get a handle on <laughs> the context. And literally, I asked that like three or four senior people, they had no idea. And in the end, the fourth person was like, I don't know, it's somewhere between 500 and 5,000. Hey, you know what? Wikipedia might know. And they were right. <laughs> it had like a, like a rough head count of Wikipedia. And then later on, I did actually find somebody who knew and they gave me an exact number. And Wikipedia was in like 45 people out or something. It was like oh, uncannily yeah. close. And I was like, should have asked uh, Chat GTP. You would have got the correct answer straight away. Or <laughs> That's right. Correct answer. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or would have gaslit you and been like, there's only two people that work there. Here's my sources. Yeah, of course I'm telling the truth. <laughs> yeah, because at this point, it's like your word against mine, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's done that to me a couple of times where I'll ask a question. It's like verifiably wrong. And it's like, nah, I'm right. Here are my sources and the source doesn't exist. And you're like, what are you, what are you talking about? I've asked some, some code and it's like, gives me wrong shit. And I'm like, that's not right. Can you try again? They're like, yeah, no worries. Use this. I'm like, that's, if you, you would that's just ask Rust, right? Because if you ask it to do Rust, it will get it close but wrong. And then the Rust compiler has the autocomplete stuff where it tells you why you're wrong so the code's wrong and then the rust compiler is like yo that code is really whack but hey i think you meant this <laughs> and then let me just do it for you back to gtp to like fix it yeah and your text editor usually will have like a oh accept suggestion from the the rust compiler and so like you can you can literally just blag at this point you don't have to do any work ever again you can just be like Hey, this is wrong. And then Kapala's like, mm, these types are whack. Would you like me to fix them? Like Clippy style. And you're like, damn right. Rust me. Rust me timbers. <laughs> Clippy style. Clippy me. Clippy, Clippy me. <laughs> I'm sure we tell. Ah, oh, yeah. Anyway, whatever. Hey, have you seen that thing where <laughs> this is a bit off topic? Everything's a bit off topic, really, isn't it? We haven't talked about Cosmos once in, in 16 minutes. Mm -hmm. um, 
but except for mentioning that we did have a cosmos guest and we got rugged um i don't think we talked about three fucking episodes what's that i don't think we've talked about cosmos in three episodes has anything happened to the cosmos for three episodes (laughs) (laughs) besides massive explosions no have you seen that react library where it's just windows 95 no it's super awesome like it's it's called um it's called react 95 i think and it basically is a react website that is the desktop from windows 95 and it even works you can like you can open up some of the things and then it, it, like it, it's really cool um but you can obviously then use it to like make your own uh like react windows 95 type website if you were so inclined i almost did it um, when rebuilding the Envoy's website, and I was just like, "This is not going to go down well with a corporate client on the consulting side of the business." Um, so I, I reluctantly, with a heavy heart, decided not to do it. But um, I, I just think, yeah, I think React ninety five is so so cool um, because I'm a complete loser. So yeah, not exactly plot twist. I can see, I can just see. It the faces of everybody looking up react 95 and being pleasantly surprised by what they found. It's amazing. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> I was a bit like recommending it, but now I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of amazing things. <laughs> oh, Steve, I miss you. Uh, Steve, where have you been? Where is he? Steve was in charge of the cosmos. The price wouldn't be tanking, would they? It'd be up only. Would it? <laughs> would it? Still be running Windows ninety five. Well, now I've now I've said it. Um, oh, hey, I've, I, it's the price tanking. I didn't notice. No, not really. Yeah, it's been up. Hey, like, I've just found this meme which is really related to what Shorty was said about Chat GPT. We've put quite a lot of good of good little memes in the uh, in the show thing over the over the years. Like, I think this is maybe my favorite though. That also. Yes. <laughs> Also factually correct for for this week. Like um, I, I had the it was a it was a national holiday here, so I had the weekend off and came back to like five hundred, six hundred notifications. I was like, ah, Jacob is my guess. <laughs> uh, I wasn't wrong. But wait, what are you out, talking about? Oh, the whatever drama happened over the weekend. Lots of drama. The fucking explosion with uh, wind and what was the other one? Oh, uh, I didn't even see any of this. <laughs> Holy it's, shit. No, you've really. Lived. You've yeah. lived. Just delete fucking everything and don't look at it. Yeah. Wait, wait what, now, what happened? Uh, so. Oh, we can talk Cosmos. Been, All right, we can talk Cosmos. Let's talk Cosmos. How is this not in the spreadsheet? What, this is a giant thing you guys are ignoring? Just, yeah, fuck it. You have a massive or drama. Just, like, this is just more of the same shit. I literally deleted oh, Twitter. Oh, 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 I, oh. I no longer have Twitter on my phone. <laughs> this weekend, this last weekend. Yeah, so no, I'll let you talk through the situation. But the best thing about it, I want to say this up front because the most important thing about the drama is that we were all right, right? Because the the who's we like this the show? Remember when there was that open source debate? That open source debate way back when, and we were like, you need the flexibility to decide what parts of your stack and your value add are closed source other than the contracts contracts should be open source but the rest of it is a business decision right and somebody else would just make your code yeah was basically what we came down on well that was uh because that was on the basis of don did a, a thing to say like nothing should be fun unless it's open source and we said that's bullshit or i said that was bullshit because you're buying you're buying results you're not buying code right you're buying input imagine my surprise that the chickens have come home to root <laughs> why what happened i don't even know so i mean I, okay. sum it up come on 
Yeah, I just Charles have to remember. Like, this shit is too dumb for me to even display. Yeah, it was like it was a couple of different things, wasn't it, Frey? And but I think one of them was uh, the wind contracts. So wind, well, didn't we like do some funding for them or something in a in a vested way? And then now that they've been funded, Jacob uh, pointed back to that prop sixty four. I'm going to say I think it was the open sourcing prop and he's like the contracts should be open sourced but they are open sourced and then there was like some talk about whether or not um they were copied from another project which is clearly stated in the fucking um github repo that they are and always have been based on like the astroport contracts um etc etc and then it was just fucking on and on and on with bullshit for like two days (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so wait, what's the issue so far? So what's the issue? And then and, and then it, and then it all spilled over into Dow Dow as well. Oh uh, yeah, Dow Dow. Is it is it that they weren't open sourced or they were open sourced? No, no, they were saying that they should be open sourced when they are. Um, but then oh. it was like down to the front end. I think they were talking about for a little while. Oh, so um, everything should be open sourced, like no matter what, anything that touches, blah blah blah. Yeah, and then there's just fucking drivel for like two days. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck, man! You should have just go back. Like, I don't, no, I don't watch it. That's the reason I'm on the show. The public Juno chat, the fucking bile that was being spilled into that for fucking two days it, was it, like, oh, in Discord. Yeah, well, I got, like Discord on, on on Telegram. The Telegram. Yeah. Public Juno oh, I, I ignore the shit out of that thing. <laughs> Holy fuck, <laughs> Jesus girl. Christ! That thing's. I actually sat there and read it for three hours to just like <laughs> I read seven hundred messages. Just how, many ar- like, how many arguments did you pick? None. None. Just, I didn't. I didn't type a thing. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> I was just like the fly on the wall reading the shit. And I was like, this is hilarious. But the um. The Twitter part, I just couldn't handle that shit anymore. So, so did Jacob it. start all this? Like, was was that where it started, or or yeah, why Jacob did it even come up? Like, why why did the Eye of Sauron focus on this? Like, what changed where it became a issue? Look, I, I have a theory as to why it all began, but you know, sometimes Jacob just picks the things and starts whacking on it. Yeah, but usually so, something has to. You can't say that. Something never has to provoke it, never. right? <laughs> <laughs> something has to. Something has to tip, right? There has to be a an event well I, I i do believe there was a catalyst but I, that's pure speculation on my part is it spicy uh, your theory i mean it's publicly verifiable if you i mean it out. was mentioned on the podcast a few weeks ago oh it was uh, one hour 25 <laughs> wow all right we're not gonna say well so the the there's the whole thing of like um way back when core one had those two big spend props for oh strange love they paid the first three months the denial and they halted them right yes um, the firing they were, un- they were unilaterally halted and there wasn't actually a prop on core one they just stopped paying and then mm-hmm. so that actually wasn't communicated essentially until after me and max joined core one and we're like this still hasn't actually like this is Everybody knows this has stopped, right? Because it's stopped. Nobody's getting paid. Like, and, and at that point, I think no contributors, not even the Dowdow guys, were getting paid. Like, literally, nobody was getting paid. Everything was halted. And so it's like, well, everybody knows it's halted, and everybody knows you're not going to pay pay another nine hundred thousand dollars to these two companies uh-huh. US dollars. So yeah. So why has this not been addressed? Essentially, so they took the they took the Bob's approach from Office Space. They treated it like Milton. 
They fixed, they fixed the glitch. work itself out. We fixed I the mean, glitch. Maybe it would have done. So you maybe. told Notion you weren't going to pay it? <laughs> we fixed the glitch. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I mean, for sure that, that subject exactly. came up quite a few times in the uh, – 4,000 messages. I mean, and the thing is, actually, I'm sure you're dead on the money because as, as, okay, this might be a spoiler, but okay, I won't say what happened, but you know, at the end of Office Space, Milton does find out and there are consequences for the... (laughs) There there are. That's right. This is, this is, (laughs) (laughs) there are consequences for that. That's right. So we're going to go, I think we're going to burn Juno down. Is that that what's going to happen here? That's what happened this weekend. Oh, is that right? Had a jolly good crack at it anyway. Yeah. 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 There was a lot of tag. So there's a lot of tagging. I know I had been tagged in a lot of things. Tough to burn out. Like- tough to burn down a building that's already on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yeah. You were down 25 basis points this morning. Too close. <laughs> that was too close. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's one of those where I just didn't engage with it, but there is a whole. Um, too funny. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I didn't engage with it, but I certainly fucking read all of it. I didn't even read it. I saw <laughs> that I was clearly. tagged, and the couple of things I was tagged in, um, I can't remember what it was, but I feel like the answer was just like yes, because it was so, like something. It was something like it's something like are you tell you know something something something. The fray thinks this work is basically worthless, and that's what he said privately. And it was just like, well, yeah, basically. Like, so I can I can come out and say that publicly, but I just don't really feel like arguing with a bad faith arguer in a public forum. It's not going to be a um, well. There's no basis of fact, right? It's all just yeah. It's not going to it's not going to spark joy. It's not going to increase my store of happiness. If so, only there was a in, immutable blockchain that this could all be on, so we could see exactly what. Yeah, happened. I was just like, you know what? What I can <laughs> do instead. Place on how the garden, I can crack (laughs) open the deck chair and get a beer, and I can just ignore this shit. So that's what I did, and it was fantastic. Let me tell you, my mother sat on the porch looking at houseboats for money 2020. (laughs) I I gotta say, though, go on the houseboat. That's all I'm saying. I want. I want to go on the houseboat. If the houseboat isn't like super fucking gangster, though. Then I will. How would it be? A like oh, it you mean like a like a P Diddy houseboat? Just tell him that you uh you couldn't find anything, and he'll be like, okay, well we got a, we got a couch for you, and he'll be like, all right, we have to have three people there. <laughs> yeah, and he'll be like, right, we'll make it take work. The it's fine, take the master. <laughs> exactly. So, just on that uh, other thing we were talking about briefly for a second there. So the yeah. <laughs> so Max dug his heels in man and he fucking staunchly defended his position it was actually uh quite like nice to read it was uh like the, all this shit was getting s- said and max just sat there and fucking fended off argument after argument elegantly for like hours it was uh good i i saw that when i scrolled and i was like fucking hell max is once again like the hardest working, most reasonable person in the cosmos, and what the fuck? Like, do, do you know what amazed me is just like his ability to just pull references from fucking all over the place and be right every time, and like not just say shit, but actually like have oh, like back up. this thing happened at this date at this time, and this is what you said, or that type of thing. You'd be like, just a real yeah, be angry. like, 
you know, someone would say something and then Max would go, well, no, that's not true or accurate at all. And here's a link to, you know, the actual facts. Nice. Whereas other people just sit there and go, because the whole thing started off like a fucking, um, someone else made a tweet that made an allegation that seemingly no one checked and then went on a fucking rampage about. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's so that was the most Cosmos thing I've ever heard. Yeah, right. Somebody <laughs> made a tweet that made an allegation that nobody checked. Right. Yeah. No yeah. Shit. Like, like I'm not an expert on the thing, and I don't really want to bash any of the participants in it. But that is seemingly what happened: is that someone made a tweet about something about wind, and then someone else picked it up and read it, and then maybe or may or may not have done any research on the on the subject <laughs> you know then, i remember learning about this the telephone game back in like yeah. second grade in preschool am i the only person that took anything away from this like what <laughs> happened here wait, wait, wait telephone game what's this sorry chinese whispers you never heard of the telephone game? Okay, so it's like, or the Australian racist version of this. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. We, we, call it, we call it the bad thing here as well. Or I, I guess the the enlightened children now don't, but that's what it's called. <laughs> called the bad thing. What the bad Chinese thing whisper? Bad. Is that what it's called in in Australia and UK? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's got something to do with gold rushes or some shit. I don't know. It's probably. Are we talking about the same thing? I think so. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Telephone is Chinese whispers here. You know, I had I had a fucking uh, Mexican <laughs> stuffed uh, pepper for dinner last night, and I was going to uh-huh. talk about it today. <laughs> and I was so like, funny. "Can I say Mexican stuffed pepper? Is that racist? It's not. Oh. It's, that's the <laughs> wait. Mexican stuff like stuffed with Mexicans. What do you mean? Mates. No, it's just like a hot. Fucking mince and pepper is just like is this? Oh, okay. Like a okay, like a, like a Mexican style preparation of a dish. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, okay, it's not Mexican like stuff sounds weird because that's, that's not that's racist. Sounds... That's just. I felt like it might have been stereotyping. Like I, I wasn't sure if I was going to get. In well, trouble. I mean, if you Google for whether that yeah, dish is a real thing, then you know. I mean, you can Google Chinese whispers. It doesn't make it sound any less racist. <laughs> It's very racist. Though. Like everything is racist from our childhood. I mean, seriously. I mean, I'm actually going to go Google it now. Oh, there's a ton. I no, no doubt it. It has some horrible connotation. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let me just mute while I go and uh, we have a ton of shit. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so the funky one says, "Who was the guest? Do we want to divulge who this potential guest is?" Well, it might or be coming next week, like, right? Until we yeah, get rugged again. No. Yeah. the phrase says no and then he talks to right. I have high confidence because i really was excited for this guest and because i probably can't make next week there is i would say a 99 certainty that it will happen next week and then i'll listen back to the podcast and it will be really interesting i'll be like ah i wish i could have disrupted the flow of that conversation this- whoa if, if you can't be here next week we should definitely delay it then because he can only be here for 45 minutes so it'd be better if we could figure out a time for all of us to be there we for it. Two weeks time. Okay, I'll message him and see if we can reschedule. I'll do it right now. Forty-five there minutes. May or, there may or may not be a silent letter in the name. Forty-five minutes. We ignore them for forty-five minutes. How's that going to work? <laughs> I had the same concern, but then I was yeah, like, you know what? We'll make it work. Last week. Phrase <laughs> <laughs> like wrong. The fucking what? <laughs> oh man. Uh, no. 
<laughs> we've, talked, we've talked about that one before the, the fun thing no is jay. jay has repeatedly asked to be on the show i think he's the only proactive person that has wanted to be on the Keeps podcast asking. for some reason um apparently chinese whispers is technically also called tra- a, a transmission chain experiment yeah telephone game yeah yeah it sounds an awful lot like a circle stake though players form a line or a circle and you know that's the beginning the the funny thing about Chinese whispers is that everyone purposely fucked it up. They're like, right, right. You, like, you add a little bit in there, which Sally is which is pretty much like Twitter too, right? Score, and then yeah. it instantly becomes like Terry fucked Barry behind <laughs> the fucking, you know, uh, might attend. Uh, Terry and Barry can't leave them alone. Yeah, does anyone watch that fucking uh, Barry show? That is I love that show. Hilarious, man. <laughs> it's getting dark too. Actually, I haven't watched. I haven't started watching this last season just because uh, I usually wait to the end because I like to binge that show. So I've been yeah, waiting. Yeah, I, I waiting watched the first couple of apps, but then decided to wait as well because it is it is best binged. I feel it is. It is like yeah. I, it's a, it's one of my favorites too. Which show is that? Barry. Barry and uh, the hub and the hubbo. I don't know it, but um. So, on the on the is Chinese whispers racist or not? The answer is unclear. So, the, <laughs> apparently, the reason it's called Chinese whispers mm-hmm. is in relation to a, a potentially apocryphal story about how messages were carried from one observation tower to the next along the Great Wall of China, and supposedly the message was distorted as it was carried along the mm. wall. That was obviously well. I, I don't know actually. I, I'm not an expert in the in the uh, defensive strategy of the Great Wall of China. Although I have been there, it's very cool. You should go. Um, Jeez, man, read a book. The read a book, man. <laughs> um, well, it was never used, wasn't it? That's the famous thing about the Great Wall of China. It was built, but it was never actually functionally used because they just went around it. Um, so yeah, it's like walls. Like you can, they have like, like weak spots somewhere. You know. Like crypto, the side because there's on the seat on the side that's closest to the coast. It obviously has to end somewhere, and I think there's a couple of spots which are just essentially if there's no standing army there, you can just walk through and and, and there you go. It was something like that, but not not the the point. The point is that I don't think it quite functioned that way. However, people have also said that the the it's racist because at the time it came out, we are talking just before the opium, you know the the poisoning China with lots of opium from the British empire kind of period. And so there's a kind of potentially like, it's kind of like, Oh, speaking to the Chinese is incomprehensible. And therefore, you know, it's like a racist thing, but, but nobody's really clear. It's not really documented anywhere. It just kind of cropped up in, in usage. Uh, Um, Can you just like uh, add some more info about that poisoning with opium business? (laughs) Wait, what? You don't know about like the opium wars and stuff? Yeah, you know about the opium wars, man. I know. It's I used to have this game on my fucking like Nintendo or my 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 opium wars? Windows ninety five PC called fucking Drug Wars. <laughs> opium Wars for uh, related Nintendo sixty four. You didn't play um, that? I, Frey, oh. I think you need to get this since it's kind of up your alley. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm I guess I'm kind of I'm kind of uh, so well, yeah. So like the um, the opium wars. <laughs> uh, they made a lot of opium um in in you know in india um afghanistan, mm, uh, so, afghanistan you know, yeah. home of my forefathers 
um the british who were obviously also you know uh pillaging that country so they're pillaging that country getting a whole lot of opium happy days i'm oversimplifying but it's okay because you know um they occupied a country for 200 years so fuck it anyway um yeah lots of opium happy days need a big market to sell this to hey china's big market lots of people live there um take it there um the what let me get this right it would be the tail end of the Qing dynasty. Qing dynasty? I think that's correct. Yeah. Um, we're not super jazzed about the uh introduction of shitloads of opium. Not a fan. Um not not a fan, not a big fan. We're <laughs> sort of like, hey, uh yeah, we're gonna have to strongly object to your massive importation of highly addictive opiates. Um, so the British uh again will TLDR it, they sort of um they had a little disagreement whereby they sailed a ironclad warship um into uh the middle of the chinese blue water navy and uh, sunk it so uh amongst other atrocities um so you know there was a little bit of that's what's, this is what's called gunboat diplomacy was where somebody disagrees with you and you say well i'm massively militarily superior to you so i'm going to ignore all of your internal policy problems that are caused by my selfishness and i'm going to instead shoot all of your people and continue selling them opium until i get more rich in fact there is no end state because i actually just want to keep getting richer so i'm just going to keep doing that until i no longer can um so that's my potted summary of of that period of history and oh at the end of course the british go let's have hong kong as well why not 100 year lease for a quid Though they didn't think that they typically fucking didn't think that through either, because eventually when they had to give it back, they were giving it back to a newly resurgent nationalist, well, communist, but communist nationalist in the sense of they have a strong national identity and a nationalist fervor, although being a communist state, uh, China. Um, but obviously by that point, Hong Kong culturally had diverged very, very heavily from mainland China, in addition to the fact it's largely Cantonese speaking as opposed to Mandarin speaking. And so basically the British just left Hong Kong in a situation where a lot of people from Hong Kong want to be independent. And I feel like if I don't put a pin in it, this is going to continue (laughs) indefinitely. It's just like a litany of fuck up. (laughs) It's actually a pretty good explanation though. And there's a lot of really cool like side effects of it. Like because Hong Kong running onto other subjects now. Well, I mean, it's, it's it's interesting history. It's really interesting history. Yeah, um, I mean, I've got a question about these hundred-year leases. Like, that's not a lot of forethought. Like, why not a thousand years or ten thousand years? Well, so part of it was like Hong Kong at the time was something like seventy percent of China's entire GDP, and so there was a little bit of negotiation there of like, well, hundred years is like reasonable, but like further than that, then there's more pushback. So. Yeah. Why would you sell something that was 70% of your GDP for like a handbag of fucking, you know? I think gold? that was one of the, like, one of the things end of the war, right? Like, it was part of the, like, I think he was, wasn't, wasn't that the point where the, because there's the whole thing, oh, isn't it? It's like, 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 like a handshake like, spoil of war type thing. Yeah. yeah. And then there's like this whole spoil of war thing. And then that undermines the final authority of the end of that dynasty. And then, because cause then that's it's shortly after this. So this is bear in mind, I, I studied this over 14 years ago, so it's a bit rusty, but then I think that's the point at which it's, it's the um, succession of, or the, sorry, the loss of Hong Kong that I think leads in the first instance, to the beginning of the awakening of actual Chinese 
nationalism outside of the framework of a um, imperial dynasty. Because I think that's like, I think Sun Yat-sen is literally like a handful of years, like maybe less than 10 years after um, the the taking of the, 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 the lease of Hong Kong or whatever. I, th- I think it's like 1905 is when Sun Yat-sen published his first stuff, right? Something it's, it's something like that from my memory. I, I, mean, I think 1905 is in the chat early. who's read more recently and, or, or more thoroughly on this and can correct the, the numbers, you know, whatever. Um, so apologies to, to, to any scholars of Chinese history or Chinese people listening to the podcast if I've got some of those facts wrong. It, it's been a little while. Um, they, they stopped listening after Chinese whispers. Yeah, that was... <laughs> They're not here anymore. Yeah, sorry about that as well. <laughs> sorry about that. Oh, here we go. The opium wars. Yeah, I mean, there's. Uh, <laughs> well, I forget he's learning. Um, I'm yeah, going to go read the abstract of this paper on the opium well, wars and talk I'll, as if I'm an authority on it now. I'll be, I'll be back in 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the the abstract is pretty short. It's like uh, three lines, and it ends in British forces shut down Chinese ports in Hong Kong and was handed over to them. <laughs> yeah, well, and the uh, Japanese saw that and were like. Yeah, we don't want any of that. And so then they had uh, basically shut off policies for the longest time, except I think to the Dutch. I think it was the Dutch. They were like, yeah, the Dutch can come in, but everyone else, not. you can shove off. Yeah, so that was um, that was another example of gunboat diplomacy because um, the Dutch were the only ones who were allowed to trade with mainland Japan, and they did it from this tiny little island, like a little concession. Um, incidentally, there's a really good. Uh, so I did also did this in history because I'm a massive nerd. But um, there's also a really good book by David Mitchell who wrote Cloud Atlas, Number Nine Dream, and uh, Black Swan Green, a bunch of really good books. Uh, he wrote a novel about a Dutch trader in this period called The Thousand Autumns of Jacob de Zoet, and it's really really good. It doesn't sound like it should be good. It, it is good. I would. That book is like a nine nine and a half out of ten as a novel is very good okay what's it called now nine and a half out of ten is a pretty strong review i mean maybe maybe nine maybe nine because there are better david books but it it back is very <laughs> yeah back pedal, i'll back pedal it to it to a, a strong eight to light nine what what's the name of it though whoa whoa, whoa. he's backpedaled again <laughs> <laughs> shoot me it's still a light nine. Four. thousand awesomes of jacob de Zoet. absolutely okay. i think in the show notes schultz book um but so what what happened was then the Americans wanted access to trade, and so that happened um, in the mid. I think it was the mid mid nineteenth century with the uh, the black ships, right? Which was when Commodore Perry sailed a, a, a small flotilla of American gunboats to open up Japanese trade, um, and so then America got access to Japanese trade, and then this was the period of time where then um, the Iwakara mission. Um, went to Europe in, I think, 1871. So the end of the Tokugawa shogunate, I think, which was partly... uh, So that's the reaccession of the emperor and the ending of the period of of shogunate war. Um, And I think, from memory, what happened there was essentially... I think that the the gunboats might have also been a factor in the end of that period. Although I I think that's the one which ends with the Battle of Sekigahara, but... That is way too much detail. It's far too long. In the past, I can't fully remember. But the main my main detail to take away is that the Iwakara mission goes to Europe about 1871 from memory and goes to industrializing Germany, which obviously we're talking about the period here where uh, German unification and that kind of thing is starting to happen. Wars with France is starting to become the 
the industrial center of Europe. They go to Britain, like you know, industrial Manchester, industrial Glasgow. There's actually a there's actually a sign somewhere in town um, in Greater Manchester. Um, so not a huge, you know, the nearest city to where I live, um, and obviously where we have offices. Um, there's a sign saying, you know, this is where Japanese trade delegates were, you know, welcomed. Um, and they basically went around Europe looking at industrialized manufacturing to try and work out how Japan could industrialize so that it wouldn't be humiliated again. And then I didn't know that. That that then culminated in a rapid period of industrialization and planning that ultimately resulted in when the Russo-Japanese War happened, which I'm gonna say 1905, could be wrong. Uh something like 1903, 1905. Um, the Russians were beaten by the Japanese. And it was a huge, huge shock for the Western powers because they just hadn't had this, the idea that you could be, they, you know, all of the racism, all of the the kind of chauvinism, all that sort of stuff, they just hadn't seen uh, that one coming. And that's really like the kind of, uh, it's it's the beginning of the shift of power in the, in the Pacific towards an industrial Japan. And obviously in that whole period, you know, Japan is taking Taiwan, Korea, you know, all these sorts of places, like in a kind of increasingly expansionist kind of foreign policy as well. So, I mean, there's just, there is so much interesting about that period of history um, from the point of view of um, Japanese and Chinese history and, you know, the, the nationalist the nationalist movement in China obviously is, is super interesting and all of the crazy shit that happened around the Boxer Rebellion and everything, just, man, the Western powers were, were fucking assholes, really. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the conclusion of that one yeah um, <laughs> that, that's why i also know that those weird facts about you know like the gung-ho and the first marine corps and stuff because they were obviously just like you know just casually intervening in china in the interwar period and stuff so that's like the um that's why all modern most western militaries are organized around the chinese guerrilla as in the the chinese communist guerrillas the maoist guerrillas um three three person um units so i'm just gonna chuff off and make a coffee but Call out if we get back into like any cosmos shit. <laughs> okay. This is the cosmos. This is like setting the stage for when this computers is. could be made. That's right. So you fast favorite, forward, you so fast forward this whole storyline. You get the Jacob shitting on Window. So it all, it's like a butterfly, and you know that whole you thing. Fast forward a hundred years, <laughs> and in Hong Kong, Don Kryptonium is sat at his laptop. <laughs> And he is typing a tweet. All these things are all, that's right, it's all converging. The tweet says, all software on Juno must be open source <laughs> to get funded. Send tweet. And then he posted on chain. And that's prop whatever it was, 59. Was it 59? If it's prop 59, then my memory is fucking ace because it's better than I can remember. That's sad if it is. That would I, will, be, I will verify. That would be very deeply sad, wouldn't it? If I could just. Yeah, would be. Do you want it to be 59? Not. I'll tell you if it is or not. I don't know if you really want it to be 59. Right, not, not a sure. good idea. Not sure. Um, Holy shit, it's 59. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Fund only open source, number 59. You called it. I need to get a fucking life, then I. <clears throat> Those so, brain cells should be re diverted to something more valuable than that piece of information that you're holding on to. But the main thing to take away from this is that indirectly, the opium wars created a discourse of strife of hostility of negativity and of course imperialist overarching violence that ultimately would result in prop 59 i'm gonna make that a sound clip the ebb and flow of history baby that's it how is. it works it all comes cause together effect. that's all we're doing it's cause we're and just, effect we just we're just flapping in the breeze to the tune of these great 
forces beyond our understanding, you said, but that's how it works. All butterfly wings, man. <laughs> it's just a butterfly. It I do think about the butterfly flapping its wings for the last two years and going. Uh-huh. That's exactly yep. what it is. Next thing you know, Prop 59, <clears throat> and here we are. Yeah, I was reading some uh I was reading some stuff about systemic stability the other day and I was like, no such thing, baby. That was also incidentally, that was the abstract of the paper as well. It just said, no such thing, baby. And then it had, you know, 65 pages justifying that with maths, which I didn't understand because I don't understand maths. What we should do is we should cover all the cosmos stuff while Nell's making a coffee, then come back and talk about something else. What other what other cosmos stuff was there? I think uh, so, Huckleberry. Logo, yeah, Huckleberry. We can talk about that now, right? Oh, Huckleberry. Yeah, we we accidentally disclosed that the other week on the podcast. Ah. Nobody knows what the hell it was. So it it turned out to be. Is it more of an RP? It was it more of a relayer thing, or maybe you can break it down. Uh, should we see? Do you want to? No, you go ahead. Um, I I know the basics of it, but I'm sure you are in deeper conversations about what it actually pertains to and what it affects. Um, so it's about- I know of it tangentially. It's yeah, it's about Figaro on, on the on the accounts, isn't it? So um, the the reason that nobody was freaking out is because it doesn't really affect many accounts because almost nobody's using Figurant at the moment. Um, if it for for people who don't know, can you explain what a Figurant is? Sure, see. Yeah, so Figurant is like so for relaying. I relay. Oh, you know, what? I'll look that up right now. I think we just very, crested very for relays. Big, very re- relevant relayers. So I think like lavender. So we are decisively number one in terms of relay count. We have relayed three hundred fifty thousand transactions this month, and the next is two hundred seventy thousand transactions. So almost one hundred thousand more transactions per month than average person. Imagine funding that every single transaction manually for those wallets. We're burning through probably more than a thousand Osmo a month. Um, if with a fee grant, you can just say. Hey, I've got this one core wallet, feed everything, and it'll just pay it all for you. That way, you don't need to feed individual wallets to actually feed um, things. It, it, it pays transactions for you. So, like, a, so it's basically allowing you to associate fees to a transaction to like maybe a community fund or something else that's coming out of a central pool. So, you're not doing transactions and dealing with delegations and all that shit. Yeah, exactly Another right. So, pays the fees. Yeah. Oh, are you back? Yep. Oh, welcome. Exactly right. So like if you have Auth Z, if you have Relaying, if you have like you want to claim your delegations, you can have all these different wallets that do different things, but you can have them all. All those fees can come from one central wallet so that only it has to be worried about for whether you actually def- to fill anything up or not. So, yeah, the only the only person that I'm or the only validator team that I'm aware of that actually uses it like wildly extensively is Crow's Nest. Um, they use it for everything and it's it's really impressive to see what they do. But Me- yeah, that's what, what grant. Does that mean they set up their own central wallet and then everything fee grants off that wallet or is it still back to the individual teams? Uh, they have their own singular wallet that okay. feeds everything. So they have, so, a fee, they have a fee wallet and then they just fund that basically. Correct. Yeah. Which okay. the implication there is that they have all sorts of um, like built in scripts and stuff to, to do things for them. Right. Really cool stuff. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So this, and this happened with the secret halt. Why was secret involved? Or just, it just happened to be found during secret. Upgrade. Yeah, so so the Shade Protocol, they were building out fee grant because I talk with the team quite a bit about like relaying what the difficulties of it, like doing costs. And so they started doing a fee grant module, like middleware, I believe. I'm not quite sure the exact story, but um they are they're an interest in relaying because secret succeeds through relaying, or well the cosmos does really. Yeah. Um and they found a bug and they fixed the bug, and then a soft submitted a PR to the Cosmos hub with, with the fix, the security fix, but it's like, it's a, it's considered a fairly, 
major for fee grant. Um, I, I think that something like $50,000 or $100,000 USD was siphoned from a, um, a team through, through the, the bug once it was, um, found and the PR submitted for it. But, uh, the interesting thing is like, are are you saying that the, the, the siphoning was resultant from the submission of the PR, like before they could patch it? Because yeah. So the problem was there was no, um, it's disclosed in private. Yes, another, it should have been disclosed in private. Another win for open source. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it should have been disclosed in private. And- it's actually more secure. So um, if you could just <laughs> that out, thank you. Shout out to Shade yeah. Team, though. I, uh, I had a look at their product the other day. It's pretty polished. I like it. Yeah, the Shade Team absolutely kills it. They do really good stuff, and they really care about their product and their users and they're they're one of the stronger teams in in the cosmos. I'd be I'd be I'm willing to go on on I don't know contract saying that whatever. You um, are that's that's an official yop is on, what that is. That's an official contract? statement. It's a fucking yop right get there. On contract. Sorry, I couldn't think of the word on uh record. Red record. Thank you, record. That's on that's yop. the one. I'm spacing. Listen, listen. On yop. On yop. So uh, yeah. So, so 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 Shay put that in or or Asaf created that that uh. That op- and somebody actually siphoned some funds while they were they were watching those types of disclosures. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Now, so somebody had, is- somebody had a hundred thousand dollars in a fee contract. Is that what it was? Or maybe it was pointed towards a community fund or something? Like how would that how would that happen? Yeah, I don't I don't know exactly how it happened. I don't know who it pertained to. It also could just be hearsay. Um, I heard that that's yeah. true from someone, but I don't actually know. Now, the interesting thing about it is that like it was very specific. Like only validators could like execute it or could um, actually take advantage of it. And they had to be a relayer. And there was something specific, like you had to have failed a transaction acknowledgement and then sent a type of like, like return acknowledgement that was like custom modified. So you had to say like, you still want to actually pay it with the fee grant, even though it didn't come through. Like it was very specific to actually achieve it. That's why a lot of chains were like, do I need to fix that? And send them? Right. Really? Right. So, but all the chains did, did push updates, but that was really, but you said it was really, was that a chain chain? It was obviously for the chain, but it was, I assume like the relay and the relay software was also modified as well. Correct. Yeah. Hermes and relay were both also fixed for it. So in theory, with those two being fixed, um, it shouldn't really be an issue anymore, but it's better to just fix it. But know? I guess you and, could run old, old versions of those software. But you would have to be a relayer to do that, right? So that seems like it's kind of counterintuitive to that. Correct. That's why it's such a specific right. thing. And and not all chains have updated. We have a, quite a few on our list that just didn't because they don't use fee grant. So why why be concerned about it for right, right. now? Until, and if you have an upgrade scheduled anyway, just roll it in with that. So Ben asked, could a fee grant be implemented for normal users eliminating the need for native tokens on every chain? Yes, absolutely. In fact, I have implemented that on Secret. When I One of the first things I did... Um, in the cosmos was implement a fee grant bot, so to speak, for whenever people needed to um, to do a swap on like secret swap, secret swap. They need mm-hmm. a little bit of dust, right? To yeah. to to do to do that. Fucking hassle. It was, yeah. And then you could just use that, and it would do it for you. Um, but that no longer like, exists. I mean, another way yeah. of of using of not having to use a different token on every chain would be to just use USDC. That's what Ellis is doing. They are a swap that's going to be completely paired with USDC and everything's going to USDC. I feel like that would 100% though kill the tokenomics of every chain. 
because they might have an actual token that actually has value they can't manipulate like a you know not that it's a security or anything not that it's uh, something's open for manipulation but so um in other cosmos news so injective is doing uh a upgrade tonight i think or like in about 12 hours it's tonight for me eight o'clock but i've noticed that uh there are quite a few validators with like the low low uh uh, uh commission on there like zero percent etc two percent and i think that this upgrade might be like forcing everyone up to five percent which might be interesting well so here's the funny thing about that the reason why they're having to do that is because injective has a um like a, a custom module where you can only increase your commission by increments of two percent i want to say and most people will set one percent so if you can't upgrade by more than one percent then you're just not gonna so like uh block yeah, so you uh, like literally can't get there because yeah, it's so- like you can't go t- like the end blocker will say fuck you it's not five percent you can't change it. <laughs> exactly right. So block it oh, right. or block engineers stake auto stake. They're at one zero percent at the top, and they can't get any commission because they only have one percent increment. So they're just like, well, I guess I'm fucked. I thought that happened on a different chain too. It wasn't Juno, but I thought somebody else where they made that chain. They ended up um, writing a conversion that automatically moved those validators to five or something like that. Do you guys Chihuahua remember that? Yeah, it's, uh, it's Dude, an upgrade. You can do it an upgrade handler. They they move everyone up. Yeah. So why why wouldn't Injective do that where they forced everybody up and like just bypass that that? that that's what they're doing this time. I, I guess it was just oh. an oversight previously. Oh okay, all right. So basically, so right now they're stuck. They're at zero percent and they can't change it. Yeah. So to, to clarify, it wasn't a minimum two percent. It was that the move max was two percent. Right. And they can only right. yeah okay. Right. But but the move was still under the minimum, so therefore they couldn't move. Right. I think that was the same thing. Yeah. I think that was Chihuahua. I think that's right. I remember. I remember that 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 was like early on that they made that change and they had to write an upgrade handler to force everybody to five basically is what had happened. Yeah. Like stuck on zero, but I, I mean, it's kind of comeuppance, isn't it? It's like, well, you're like, uh, you're, you're except you're getting all these extra delegations, but you can't monetize it. So fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we just had another, another thing came up with this week with, uh, with the 0%. There was another chain that's getting ready to launch here with say, um, that sort of are involved in that, that also out of nowhere had a proposal to be able to, to be able to allow zero percent or, or to change the minimum from 5% to 0%. And that was, they heard a kind of an earful from a bunch of validators on that. I definitely threw down for that. I'll throw down <laughs> for that. That's a topic I'll throw down for any day of the week. Yeah. I think some teams just don't understand that. Like so why was it that's a community important. prop or was it like a prop from validators being like, why can't we percent and ride that what? rocket all the way. Oh no, no. Well, I think like uh who proposed it? Was it was it no, was it the, I think someone may team. have like suggested it from the from one of the teams. Yeah. So yeah, about, I think so it was a validator com- suggested it to the SAE team and the SAE team put it forward. Right. I don't I don't think so. I think it was the community that put it forward and then the SAE team actually um put it forward yeah so hmm. so i think it was during a community call uh someone in the community was like hey why can't we have zero why aren't there any zero percent validators like yeah. for testnet they should be different from mainnet right and so the state team was like okay well yeah that makes sense and then and then a couple of us got angry let's table that <laughs> let's put that on the side there i mean it's yeah, only you, testnet though so does it only no, 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 this is for yeah but it, it doesn't make sense to have like zero percent validators it's just like it's just a fucking why, it's why just, make people work for free like 
It's just it's a circling the drain to zero. Well, it's and just especially for say say it is a really expensive chain to run, more so it's than extremely. expensive. Yeah, probably the most expensive chain to run that I'm thinking about it from in the from cosmos. Prob- I would think so. I think maybe aside from Solana, I think other than Solana, it's the most expensive non proof of work chain to run that I've seen. Um, so like if people are running zero percent, then it's just like they're cutting I, corners. They're not. They're not. No. Yeah, I mean, really. So it, it was interesting though that um, for the foundation they they moved the benchmark for um, signing down to sixty five. Was it sixty or sixty five percent? Sixty six, I think. Sixty six percent. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because anything uh, below that, then it's like it's the block's not getting assigned. Yeah, so they're not pushing like a hundred, you know, like ninety nine percent though. Like they're saying, yeah, we know that it's like difficult on hardware to uh to validate and um but that just means there are gonna be a bunch of validators that never sign, right? Uh no, I think there's there's a sign just the miss is pretty high just because especially it moves so quick and I think Tendermint really even even, that team has done a pretty amazing job with just the core underlying protocol here. Because this protocol is never built for 300 millisecond, 400 millisecond block times. Yeah. And there's a shitload that they've done to be able to engineer through this problem. Um, but even it's with that. So much fucking iterations, like trying to trying to get it right. Yeah. And and like, and like they've solved problem after problem, right? And they, they, I think they've done a pretty excellent job of of kind of approaching problem after problem. And, and anyway, uh, but even with that, even there's, there's also just kind of the the size of the earth issue and the size of the earth issue is that in this protocol, at least when you don't have overlapping blocks or something like you have with, uh, with Aptos and other types of things where you have some sort of sharding of signatures and those types of things. But when you don't have that, um, I think it's really difficult to be able to have a very distributed set of validators in the structure. And you really couldn't have, I don't think you could have a hundred validators on say, like, I think, I think you're launching with 35 or something and that might be it. That might be it for, for good because, and even they're trying to do, like kind of do some global distribution because right now everything's in pretty much in Western Europe. And if you're in Asia or near in, or in the U.S. or something, I think you're kind of screwed. Like you just well, that, can't. That was, you just that can't was sign fast question enough. Was was because of the way <clears throat> the because of the way Tendermint works versus the way that um, hot stuff. Yeah, hot, hot stuff. stuff works. Like yeah. my because because you have the leader election. My, well, my, my naive understanding is because you have the, the leader election. Correct. Stuff. You always have the possibility that you're adge- essentially like the leader will be adjacent to you geographically. Yes, and you'll be okay. Or, or if I, I mean, and I think this is why the Aptos team was so keen to have at least a reasonable spread of geographical nodes because you want, if you have any of them distributed, you need to have a significant enough percentage of them so that if the leader lands in an area where where it's you know way out of say western europe or us east one yeah like which are the two hot spots for for nodes that there will be peers nearby it geographically because of you you know the ping rates and timeouts and all that other stuff and it's like even more important for tendermint where the uh the p2p like the polker and everything has to happen in a really specific way but like it sounds like they've got around that by just reducing the threshold way down um like I agree, like it, yeah. but it, but I guess the uh, oh we'll we'll kind of see how that happens. But, but to the point is like like it's incredibly expensive to run that because even though in there they're pushing a decent amount of transactions per block. I think I think they've been averaging twenty or thirty or fifty or 
something like that, right? Like transactions a block, like during testnet, we've been kind of pushing that or more, um, like consistently, I don't know wherever that's coming from. Um, and then just the hardware to require to do that is pretty significant. Like, like Schultz said, like, I don't know if it's Solana like, but there's a lot of waste. I think that's going along with that, even as much work as the team has done within that. So how, how many validators is say launching with? 35, I think. I think that's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's not 35. a huge number. And there are, uh-uh. I mean, that, that would be an unpopular position to put yourself in. If there's any 35 validators and you're the only zero commission and you go like up the chart. Yeah. People yeah. Come for you. <clears throat> but I think if I remember, it's not a, I don't even know if how inflation works within say, or if it's going to be more of more fee-based type structures. Right. I think um, kind of following along with the Kajira type of idea where it, since it since it's there's a significant amount of transactions expected, it might be more from a transaction perspective. So from a, I, I do believe that the inflation is going to be quite low. It's not a pumponomic chain by mm-hmm. any means. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they did like a, and and I I think it is going to be like pretty fee based because they were doing throughput tests like in, in the early days of the Atlantic two, um, the Atlantic two test net, which resulted in a lot of fee commission. Uh, yeah. I'm going to say, uh, so I th- I'm pretty sure then, then that that is like part of the model to, to have rewards through fees and, and throughput. So, and I think today they just, they just upped the gas by like 350 times, right? Something like that. It's way higher. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It was like 400 X on the gas. So I appreciate that, that they're, sorry, go ahead. No, I think, I, I think we're going to say the same thing. It was like a 400 X jump on the gas. So I think I heard there's a comment like expectations that it should cost a few cents to run a transaction. Like it should not be free. Like it should be some portion of a dollar that actually comes into a transaction. So as transactions build, there's actually a, a repeating type of structure here. And I think I know there's a lot of, there's a lot of benefits around this idea of like a zero cost gas structure within the cosmos. There's also, it, there's a, there's a big, there's a gradient between it being nothing and also $7 per transaction, like in, in you know, in Ethereum, um, and zero is not great. Like there, like there's some benefit of having ten cents towards a transaction. Well, the, the core, the core belief for all these chains is that you bootstrap them with inflation and then fucking gra- graduate to like fee sure. model. But yeah. like at the same time, a lot of them are like, "Well, let's fucking have no fees. Well, it doesn't make any sense. You want to get people used to fees." But um, right. you know, like I totally agree. Like a few cents a transaction is perfectly fucking reasonable. There's no re- no reason it has to be zero. And if we're not like making money from the fees, then why the fuck are we all here? Like, you know, Correct. you have to pay for the pay for service. Like it's not, you, it's it, not even that much. Like you're about pay for, really small numbers. Yeah. In, inflation is not the way to do it. It just fucking robs people. So I, I really appreciate that they're willing to do it uh, chain wide. That's not really adopted too much right now. I think it's only osmosis, um, maybe Evmos, Juno, and I think Say is doing it now. I think that's it for a minimum commission or minimum gas across chain. And that's a really that's a really cool thing. So an osmosis early on, there was like a um, a handshake minimum um, for validators, right. but a lot that. didn't. And what that led to was there was a lot of MEV being done, where because there was zero zero fees for everyone, they would just absolutely hammer all of the nodes with transactions to try to like be the person that was there first. Um, and so that, that led to a lot of like blocks filling up and state expansion. And it just from a validator and like a node maintainer perspective, it sucked 
That's why epochs took so long because there is, you know, let's say five people spanning a thousand transactions for a single block because they wanted to get the arbitrage back from a chain. If they had to pay a little bit of fees for that, then they wouldn't have just spammed a chain and made it difficult for everyone else to use. It's really cool that Say is doing that and I applaud them for it. So what you're saying there, just so some clarity, you're saying that there is a chain minimum gas, not a validator agreement of minimum gas. So regardless, even if a validator sets it at 0% or at zero, whatever token that the chain, that it still is a rejected transaction because it d- didn't meet the minimum. Correct. Yeah. So it, like the, the process is like, it'll look at the node that you're actually seeing a transaction to. If the node transaction says zero, then the transaction will go like one step further. And then the chain will look at it and be like, okay, well, it's enough fees sent back. And the chain will be like, well, there's not. And so then it'll kind of like roll back and error out. So, right. Yeah. So I I would say it's probably important to have that given that the DEX module to to stop like DEX modules um, spam, which like given that in in the test net, it's free to run because it's not your own money. And there is just tons of fucking spam so yeah. yeah when when it's real money in the in the um main net i guess a lot of that will get alleviated and uh yeah i mean it's been like i'm not gonna say it's like been ultra detrimental to the um to the test net but it's it's added a lot of challenges along the way to the test net in like state bloat and um you know just like hammering of rpcs and stuff like that yeah 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 wow <laughs> Was that there was, a, there was a meme shoved in there somewhere. <laughs> Frey just <laughs> on mute shoving memes in this conversation. Well, well Evos is dealing with us right now. Evos <laughs> is being completely spammed right now. And it's so much so that they, you can't state sync on Evmos anymore. Um, state sync for, for listeners is like, if you want to start up a new node, you need some way to get to the current block without syncing from the beginning. State sync will say, okay, well, I'm going to look at all the other nodes and see what they say for block one and just verify that it's correct and then move on from there. Evmos has such a diluted and messed up state, you can't do that anymore. So the only way to do it is to download like a 200 gigabyte snapshot and start from there. Whereas other chains like uh, Secret, I think is at like 1.7 gigabytes after you stay sync. It's just an astronomical difference and it's, it's, it's taxing. It's brutal, and and, they, and that that two hundred gig, I think, is after cosm pruning, right? That's after pruning, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's transaction indexes turn off. That's the absolute minimum you can pull off right now. So if you look for snapshots, you're going to find some terabyte large snapshots, and those aren't even the archives. Those are just someone has indexing and hasn't like didn't prune it before saving it. It's absurd. So I haven't even bothered to try and like state sync a Evmos uh, node in ages. So. I guess the result of that is over time, like, you know, our sign rate is just decaying yeah. over there. So. Yeah. Like, plus, the, with the rewards going down, like, the value is going to lose interest. Like, it has to be an operational, there has to be an operational component of this as well, which means that I can't del- I can't have a two terabyte FMOS node that's missing 25% of blocks because I can't prune it or I can't do something to make it more performant. And if it's, if I'm sitting there just getting beat up on performance then I'm just going to lose interest. Right. And you're going to end up kind of leaving. And it, it, the weird part about that too, because the, the team, they just made a change. I think there was a memory issue with state sync, but, but they were really looking at this before that. And somebody brought it up and then they were like, just they created a new version here where I went Huckleberry, Huckleberry came out with, um, that supposedly fixed the memory issue, but I still can't get a snapshot. On, I mean, I still can't get a state sync snapshot on that, that chain. I just tried a couple days ago, try to bring it back forward and 
I tried for 12 hours. I could not get, I couldn't even get a single snapshot to even start, start pulling in um, components in there. So it was just, it's just, it's frustrating. Do you know what's really strange on um, Evmos is I have a node that is like super old that I haven't done anything with. And the drive thrash is like really significantly less on that node than what it is in newer nodes that I've brought up. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know why that is. It's it's still like at the head. It's still the pro- performance of that node is actually pretty good too. And But like the other node in the swarm is like just thrashing the shit out of my drives. And the like my um, Evmos RPC as well, it's just I've got it on its – it's like out there on its own and it is just beating up the drive. I, I don't know why it's the newer nodes which are doing it and the older one. I had two older ones, not but I deleted one not not like a, a week ago. But the two older nodes were fine on the drive thrashing, but the two newer ones are just yeah fucking it up. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I couldn't even I couldn't even tell you. Maybe maybe it's something with pruning or something else like that. But I don't know. Kind of losing interest in in like they they are exactly the same settings. Are they? Yeah, but I, I mean, there's like no, there's no money in in Evmos for the validators. Like it's you, you're validating for free over there. I, and I, like I don't want to talk out of turn. It just it. I don't know if that team has given up or like just the like. You usually have a little bit more forward communication about problems and solving problems and like upgrades, and there really hasn't been much. I don't think coming out of the Evmos team recently, and I'm not sure if that is Ooh. just like. Would you agree with that? Like, it's, I don't know if that's, I, is that pressure or what that is, but like, like I just don't see that. I don't see the hustle, at least on the operation side. I would push back really hard on that. Yeah, yeah. I'm st- I'm still pretty bullish on Evmos. I think that they're still a strong team. It's still they're doing cool things. I think that for a very long time they were over communicative, like to the point where I I had muted the Discord for a while and like I check back every once in a while to see if things were happening. And that's it because they just did too much. And I think that this is an example of them, just the pendulum swinging a bit and then figuring out where they're at. They also lost their, um, their main communication person. Um, Evmai Chan, Evmos Chan. Yeah. Um, Chan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think that honestly, even with where it's currently at the current, currently I think tricky is the main communication person. And I think he's doing a great job. I think that he's communicating a, like Mm -hmm. they're they're not being over. Tricky stepped back. Tr- Tricky, Tricky step back. Yeah, well, he's who, who's doing it? Really? Who's doing it now? Don't know. Mm. I don't I know. I, I'm not talking about. I wasn't talking about community. Like, I was just talking node ops specifically. That's all. Yeah, I, I think that I think that this is just an example of the pendulum swinging in the opposite direction, and I don't know. I I appreciate it. I appreciate that they're still building. Like I can check their GitHub and still see that they're doing stuff. It's just not spamming everything. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I think the, recently the like they've had, you know, a uh, lot of backlash about the founder that left and is like selling tokens yeah. as well. Yeah, that doesn't help. The, the token price is in the dirt. Uh, so yeah, I wonder so, if yeah. Uh, we're very resolutely in in eat each other season at the moment. So yeah, I mean, it's kind of what happens at these points. And until everybody's finished chowing down. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to judge sentiment, isn't it? Except yeah. on the hub, where the price means everybody is living in a sunlit <laughs> upland. Yep, 
Yep. So, so yep. Juno had about a fifty million market cap, which is probably where it should have been in the first place. Hey, I mean, in hindsight, the uh, the blow out all of your Juno to get into the hub valve set when the two prices were disjointed in the favor of Juno was the forty chess move after all. So who did yeah. that? Who did that? Uh, none of us. I think. <laughs> I can tell you who did not do that. I can tell you, yeah, as you said, I can tell you which which smooth-brained business genius did not do that, despite identifying it as a possibility and considering it, and then go, no. You know, I never, I never really considered joining the hub just because of the whole fucking floor is lava thing. I just, yeah, me either. I didn't want too much. Who's got two thumbs and bags full of worthless Juno? This guy. <laughs> Well, this guy too, yeah. I hope, pay, I hope you've also paid tax on it because that's the added kick in the balls. I love, you know, our, our, we as a business have a strong enjoyment of paying tax on now worthless tokens at their peak value. That is... I think cool. Usurper as a business has not paid tax on it, almost guarantee. Who, me? As a business? No, we, yeah. we cash basis. Cash basis, baby. Cash, baby. That was, if that was an option for us, we would be a lot more, more chilled out. <laughs> you, that is an option for you, the fray. It's just you listen to those fucking boffins too much. You just pull the trigger no, on an alternate option, and then you fucking fight them when they come after you. <laughs> there, there's good again. Accounting methods are accounting methods, and this this accounting method worth, works okay now. You can't switch back and forth, and in a in a in a bull market, it is not good. <laughs> like you want some losses in there, so it's, it's we just, we uh, we picked an option where you pay a fair amount of tax. It's more we pay more upfront than what you would in like a uh, capital gains type basis uh, of asset, and we just pay on everything that we hold at the current value at the end of the FY. But it's just I, th- I feel like we're probably paying more more tax than we need to, but it's like less administration. Yeah. And let like you know you save yourself twenty grand in fucking administration straight away. I've just so, looked on, I've just looked on gov.uk. I typed in in the search box cash basis plus company and uh, no results. The HMRC <laughs> section has this to say about it. You can start. Well, okay, I'm actually not going to repeat the entire of the cash basis. That That'd would be, be that would be boring be by my standards. The yeah. TLDR is that. Um, your revenue has to be below £150,000 in the year for mm-hmm. you to viably say you should be able to use cash basis. And in this, case, the, in this case, cash basis is probably not really what USERP is referring to because that's cash and accruals. It, it kind of is, but it kind of like no, is a little bit is. different. It's cash-based accounting. We're, we're cash-based accounting, and we can in, in the US, you can do cash-based or accrual-based taxes as an organization, yeah, I, as a business, not as an individual. Yeah, exactly. But I, I feel like in uh, the UK and Australia, like the handling of assets, it might be different when, yeah. when you have a cash based accounting is probably not the way that you handle them, um, and would yeah. take some sort of argumenting. Yeah. Oh, actually, it's even more specific. I was looking at the wrong page. Limited companies and limited liability partnerships cannot use cash basis at any value. Mm, there you go. You're out. There you go. That's interesting because we certainly can here. And for and above you are self-employed, or you're a small business where it's just 
you as a sole trader, but that's like a different set of accounting rules here is my understanding. I'm so happy we got to the tax section of the show. I finally mean, fucking picked up. Just, it's we're dragging along. going to happen. We're, we're, we're dragging what? along for 80 minutes. <laughs> People are just waiting. <laughs> like, where the fuck is it? <laughs> yeah. Everyone's been holding their shots for fucking 80 minutes. Like, come on. Yeah, where the fuck, fuck is it? You need to get drug already. What the fuck, man? But going back uh, to Evmos, Bear, uh, Ben Davis says Bear Chain going to eat their honey. Yeah, Bear Chain is like the new hot shit in the block, right? Nobody knows what the fuck it is. And Bear Chain? <laughs> yeah. Or or how to get in there as a validator. We're just about, Everybody's just working on it. I'm sure I'm sure Schultz's in. He's just not talking about it, but. But yeah, it's like, I'm not. It's I'm all not. hot you shit know, over there. You can bet your ass poker's there in, fucking, <laughs> in Parada and fucking exactly. uh, Cosmo Station. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure Steaksito's in there. It's all, you know. Oh, who's the the guru? He'll be there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, it's guru. No, it's guru's everywhere. 100%. And friends, maybe. I don't know how, but friends. I think, I think they're kind of falling. I think they've lost interest maybe a little bit, right? I haven't really seen them in a lot of new chains anymore. Notes grew, right. notes grew to their point. I mean, that's a good, val- they're a good validator. Like they have their shit together. They are a strong team. I would, I would definitely like, stand I never, behind them. Anytime we get involved in other L1s or this and that, like they're in there and they're not like the last, you know, they're not the last animal at the trough type of thing. Like they, they're on top of it, which is really, that's refreshing. Unlike Figment. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but I, you know, I thought it. Last minute figment. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> there are so many times where like they'll throw uh, in they're like, wait, how do you do this upgrade? And yeah. you're like <sighs> at the mainnet launch. Hey, I know we're only six hours away from launch, but yeah, coming come the, the day. Docks? Before, how do I get in Genesis? <laughs> it's good. Where are the yeah. docks? How do I get in here? You know, Dora Dora Factory is doing that now too, just dropping in at the last minute. How do I get in this? Dora hacks. I yeah. tried that. Where, what, what chain were you talking about that they showed up and asked about how to be in mainnet? And it was that. I think it was Nolas. It was Nolas. Nolas right? So they, they put, the minute, so like, Nolas in the Discord. I guess you said that they they asked to be in mainnet, and then they suddenly showed up in in the Nolas mainnet channel, right? Yeah, and they, and they like the number two validator. So, so I went in the Nolas. I went to the Nolas Discord, and I just copied exactly what they wrote, and I put it in myself. I just said, hey, I, I literally, I just copied exactly what their thing was and I put it in there, but I didn't get invited. I saw, I noticed you got brutally. <laughs> Somebody's like, read the I docs. Why weren't you in Testnet? I was like, you fuckers. Like, no Testnet's fun. a garbage. <laughs> Testnet's a garbage. Usurpers Billy Big Balls. You need to just let him in. Just let me in. Let him in. That was like a magic way that you ask. Yeah. I thought so. I thought that that's, that's the move. Like that's after, it. You show up last minute. Yeah. This is the move. Show up. Just say how how I do this, and then <laughs> my balls and I have arrived. How do I do this? Exactly. Test Where net, is the GitHub? Testnets for the little dogs. Donde esta the entrance? The <laughs> exactly. It's like, yeah, exactly. It's like it's like Goodfellas. I got to come in through the kitchen and shit, right? Like you got to walk in through. Oh, fucking exactly. Rhino! I have a t- I have a table for you right up front. Except it would be more like the the kitchen scene in Tenet where he goes into the the kitchen and he realizes they're about to all try and kill him with the knives. And he goes like, I was just coming back here because I asked for my hot sauce 30 minutes (laughs) and then they all come at him and he's just like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Yeah, that's like me trying to get into Val's set as I somehow end up getting knifed in the back of a, a, a shitty diner. Oh, uh, Minskin 2.0. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? Get in the beta? No. What is Minscan 2.0? Is it just a newer explorer? Yeah, it's doing a lot. The next iteration of uh, Mint Scan. They're also going to do the um, Atom 2.0 crowd trying to once again 
get something onto the hub via the longest possible route. It's it's just a Trojan horse for Atom 2.0. <laughs> Uh, I I feel like I can um, disclose some details. Are they going after Kepler shit? Uh, Kepler. No scrolling well, through flashing off of his face. has such a funny vibe to it. There's Kepler 2.0, right? Well, I mean, the, like they have the validator Kepler pages. Obviously, the wallet the the wallet Kepler pages are getting much and more. Which Much more encompassing me, in, in terms of like full honor, portfolio and this and that, and I want to see percentages. In honor of and kind of use of drill tweets in the uh, in the validator reasoning. Okay, hang on, hang on. This I'm, I'm going to strong nine to light ten out of ten. Hold that. Hold that. Hang on. Driven and on and wild since two thousand eight. <laughs> you know the one. Um, <laughs> Which is so too soon. I would I would rug the, the shit out of this if we're we were just a couple deep, minutes early. We're in the section deep state. Not many good WikiLeaks lately. Was hoping Julian would find out which individual or agency keeps ripping the gutters off my house. Am I keeping track Love of this timestamp? Did, didn't we delete this section? I thought we got rid of this section. I had a moment with that tweet. It's the section. A moment. Guys. It's the section. Right, scan. You can't. So. There is a uh, accounts tab where you can get an overview of all of your accounts and tokens. Okay. That's like the wallet uh, or the Kepler wallet page, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's a updated validator tab where it appears that it just gives stats for validators. Uh, there's a proposals tab, in-depth information about what's going on. Is that across all chains? Ah, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. So that's like the, that well, like the validator no, it's like so validate. My 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 long term opinion was that Kepler was going to build an explorer and it, it just and just integrate all that stuff because they own the wallet side and they have the wallet page. And I would I would assume why would you go to Minscan for anything? So I think the, uh, they must be feeling that heat. The, the, Pub's the, new explorer I think is really good too. I, they did a nice UI change in Pigment Pub. Although the wallet yeah, integration is really janky. Got some though, clunky so. shit in it. Yeah, like yeah. The, I don't like the, I don't like that wallet integration. It's always been clunky to me though. Yeah. Oh man, it it is better than what it it is better than what it used to be. Pinged up pub like that old way they were doing wallets was a fucking pain in the ass. Mm-hmm.